0: Hello, and Happy New Year. This is Christine DiGiacomo, and right now I'm going to combine uh, the morning briefings that I wrote for New Year's Eve, as well as that which I sent yesterday, which just says, Happy New Year, let's grow. There is a time for everything, and a season for every activity under heaven, a time to plant, and a time to uproot, a time to tear down, and a time to build, a time to scatter stones, and a time to gather them. A time to keep and a time to throw away. A time to be silent and a time to speak. You recognize those verses, I'm sure, from Ecclesiastes 3. How eloquent are the words of the philosophical writer. Today, the last day of this year, brings an opportunity for each of us. A season to, a time to consider. So my challenge is to you, before the ball drops, could we take a few minutes to consider 2009? before thinking of where we would like to go in 2010. Where have you been in 2009? What were the highlights, the joys for you? Count your blessings. Look around you even now, what are your blessings today? How about the struggles of 2009, your learning curves? Anything that caused great pain or loss? How did you grow in 2009? What were the opportunities you missed and wish you had back? What new relationships have you formed? What colleagues have you come to meet? Let's consider these verses again. The verses out of Ecclesiastes 3 starts with a time to plant and a time to uproot. Are there things you need to uproot? Things you need to throw away? Conversely, are there things you would like to build on? Let's look forward. There is so much value in considering where we've been, what we have experienced, before forging into a new season. Most years I've just let the ball drop without any looking back at all. Oh sure, I've thought, "Phew, glad this year is over, but never took stock as to highs and lows, trials and blessings, thanking God for how he sustained me in spite of it all. So I'm going to print this out for myself and take a little time to reflect. God bless you, my dear friends, on the eve of this new year. Happy New Year! King! You know what that was? That was the ball dropping. It has dropped. The new year is here, so let's grow. I love what Paul said to the church at Ephesus. One thing I do, forgetting what is behind and straining toward what is ahead, I press on toward the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. This, again, would be a good briefing for you to print and respond to. What will this year hold for you? There will be smiles, struggles, sin, satisfaction, the stuff our lives are made of. While nothing magical happens when we turn the calendar page to 2010, it is representative of the passing of time. Something we can contemplate. Something which might draw a sigh. I'm not really so big on New Year's resolutions because too often they seem to land in the scrap pile. However, I am partial to introspection and goal setting. As Paul indicated, we must not let the past cripple us or hold us back, though we do go into the future mindful of it. I love the imagery of the runner straining for the finish line, chest pushed forward so as to be the first to break the tape at the finish line. Paul referred to the finish line of life, And as we have come to know him better through our study of the book of Acts and his letters to the churches of Galatia and Thessalonica, we know he never took his eye off the forever of heaven, or forgot the temporariness of life. His goal was the reward of heaven. So for us, whether there are smiles or struggles, we ought to be mindful that this world is not our final destination. Where would you like to grow in 2010? Next, December 31, when you look back at the 364 days you logged, what would you like to see? Well, where to start? Since we are body, soul, and mind, let's start there. How will you feed your soul, your spirit? Paul said, follow my example as I follow the example of Christ. So studying the life of Christ and the disciplines of Christ are invaluable. Disciplines, spiritual and otherwise learned and practiced, free us to become who we are meant to become. Discipline involves training, whether for physical or spiritual growth. Don't you realize that in a race everyone runs, but only one person gets the prize? So run to win. All athletes are disciplined in their training. They do it to win a prize that will fade away, but we do it for an eternal prize. Paul wrote those words to the Corinthian people, who were very familiar with the Olympian Games, including foot races, where the prize was a perishable wreath. So I run with purpose in every step, he said. I am not just shadow boxing. I discipline my body like an athlete, training it to do what it should. We don't just stumble into spiritual growth, my friends. It doesn't just happen to us. We must go after it as an act of our will. If you can envision yourself on December 31, 2010, What would you like your body to look and feel like? Vision is imperative to achieving your goals. Strides in our physical condition can only be made through training ourselves. First, by taking a look, a good look, at our diet. Do we fuel our bodies with the food and drink we consume or something else? After all, you wouldn't attempt to run your car on chocolate, beer, potato chips, coffee. Yikes, that one gets me. We also should take a look at our exercising. How are we doing with that? The fine-tuned piece of machinery we've we've been given that we inhabit for, say, 75-plus years. Are we training our hearts, lungs, muscles to be strong? How about taking a look at rest? Do you give your body enough sleep or expect it to continue to run on a quarter of a tank all the time? Do you need to take a little better care of the one and only body you've been given? If so, how will you do it? What will be your plan to make it happen? Finally, how about your vision for spiritual growth this year? Strides in our spiritual condition can also be made through training ourselves. In the reading and study of scripture, getting to know our Maker and His plans for us. In prayer, communicating with the Father talking with him like you do a friend and seeking his dir- his direction, in worship of God, including observing the Sabbath, in service and giving. Would you like to grow in any of these spiritual areas this year? How so? And what will be your plan to make it happen? And truthfully, if you really want to make strides in any of the above areas, enlisting an accountability partner will really be of great value to you. It's been said, without a vision, the people perish. So live your life on purpose. Let's do some thinking and praying and determine how we want to finish this new year we have been given. And then let's make it happen. Go ahead, envision yourself crossing the finish line with your chest pressed out, breaking the tape. Let's make it a blessed new year. Once again, if you'd like to spend some time with this, go to pastorwoman.com. Print these out of the morning briefing section and pray, fill out the blanks, set some goals for the new year.